Liquor Lab podcast is a Liquor Lab production for all your creative marketing development app development and of course for career consulting services visit liquorlab.com we are on all social platforms at liquor lab including youtube visit us message us dm us we're ready for you without further ado let's get into episode four of the liquor lab podcast Welcome to episode four of the Liquor Lab podcast. Abraham is back this week. What's up, Abraham? What's up, Brian? How are you? I'm good, man. So Jason Liquor did our little entrepreneur segment. So many downloads. Everybody's not only downloading that episode, but they're actually listening to our entire library of episodes, which is great. What'd you think about the episode, man? I thought it was cool to have a, another entrepreneur on the on the podcast and listen to like a different like way of how he went about his life. Something that I really like that he was actually going to school and then out of nowhere, he like radically changed and went to cooking. So I, I relate to his story really well. Awesome. One thing Jason touched upon was something that Abraham and I have been pretty much at each other's throat on, and that is the difference in generation and how people today versus people when I were I was coming up and trying to hustle. Yes, Abraham, I said hustle. How I was hustling, getting my name out there, putting an effort towards something. And you know what? I was so spotty that I would have these ideas and I'd stop. But the success back in back in the day, and I could say back in the day, and I call Abraham a young blood because I'm kind of older, a lot older than him, is that this this drive and this need to succeed, th there was a huge barrier to entry back in the day. Like you needed to have tools, not only not take no for an answer, but you had to have the resources and generate money. For instance, if you're, if you wanted to, you know, make music, make a beat for a rapper or make something, make a DVD, make a video. I remember I spent $8,000 on a high-powered Mac for video editing. $8,000? Yes. $8,000 wow. on a Cinema HD G5 uh, Mac Tower just to edit video and have that computing power. You needed money. A good story is uh, the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. He talked about selling and getting money to buy the MPC some drum machine so he can make beats. And today, that art is completely lost because you could download it. You could spend $3.99 on an iPad on the a 329 on an iPad maybe 299 on a refurbished one you could download an app to make a beat and you could have a music uh, you could have a beat ready to go you could download an app to your phone today and edit video you could put titles over it you could cut you, you could, uh, you know, could reorganize the timeline and you could do so many things with all this technology. And I feel, and Jason touched on this, I feel that this drive and this, you had to have a drive, you had to have passion and you had to know where to go and not have to put in that extra hustle to succeed. And I feel today's generation is missing out on that. Don't take no for an answer. Don't give up because you had to have 
have all those tools. You had to have that ultimate will to succeed. Today, you just have to have an iPad, an app, and then some creative vision. And if somebody picks it up and something goes viral, you could be famous in five minutes where people used to hang out in front of uh, you know radio stations and give out demo tapes. There were street teams. There was different ways you had to organically build up your product and your brand that's not so that was not easy and today it's easy yeah and then that's definitely where our generational gap exists because i think that i completely agree with the fact that it might be more expensive to like buy all that equipment to start off with but once you get into the actual recording or making a youtube channel or even for us making a podcast there's so many other people that are doing the exact same thing so we really have to market ourselves and like really have to hustle to make it stand out with millions of people that have the exact same vision as us. So I think the hustle and the drive to succeed is still there, but I disagree with the fact that the hustle isn't. Okay, so you're saying that today there's so much saturation when it comes to yeah. um, creators with tools that oh, yeah. the change is in the way you market yourself. Not and, and I guess that is a good point. So you're saying that the change happened is happening in not not the, the grind of, you know, Jason making his DVD, him applying everywhere across Asia and sending out like physical DVD instead of emailing a digital portfolio. So you're saying things have changed in the way people differentiate themselves in the saturated market? Yeah. So like if you look at um, how many podcasts somebody starts in a day, it's probably going to be a crazy number. So what can we do to be able to stand out from that? Or if you look at how many kids have downloaded GarageBand on their iPhone or Fruit Loops, which is like a music software on their laptop, how many kids have downloaded that today? And every single one of those kids has access to a free beat on YouTube and they just plug it in and start rapping over it. So what can we do to stand out, right? Like what intangible qualities can we provide to our listeners or our audience to be able to really stand out? And it's where the hustle comes in because you really have to like nitpick and find what's like really perfect to have something that could go viral. I think you're talking about a different thing right now. It's not about... It's, 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 I think you're like three steps ahead. Okay. So yeah, of course there's something that's going to go viral. Not everything goes viral. You might have the best thing and you didn't hashtag it properly or it doesn't get into the right hands. What I'm talking about is the change, the shift in the work ethic, the shift in, and I'm not saying the, the work ethic is not there. I'm saying there's a shift in the work ethic where we would work for free and we would be in front of a radio station distributing our music. Today, the work ethic is now in how are we going to go viral? And another thing that comes to my mind is the main theme. And Jason and I talked about this offline because just to let everyone know, we recorded this prior to Jason's interview. And Abraham brought this issue of negativity and sensitivity. And he thought 
that our first our first conversation about this was negative. And yeah, I definitely I, think it was. I definitely I was think it was. blown away by this. I was blown away. I let my cousin hear it because we share the same views on this. And I said, yo, bro, Abraham thinks that this is negative. He's like, what? And and Jason had a specific experience with someone who said, who was saying that he was too negative. And it's so funny. The, the issue also is is not just, okay, how are you going to differentiate yourself? It's also that this new generation and the shift that's happened is not just in skills and how you present and market yourself. It's also in the sensitivity. If I'm putting myself out there and hustling and waiting in front of Hot 97 with a demo tape like Papoose did back in the day with, with DJ K Sly and he's handing out his demo, the fear, the, the rejection is right there in front of your face. I remember Remember when I was t- coaching you through something, you had said, wait, wait, people say no. I'm like, all the I fucking did not time. Say that. Yes, <laughs> you did. You said, you, you okay. said something to the effect of, w- w- People say no. I'm like, wait, yeah. but Ryan, if I were to show that, um, if I were to show the podcast that the one that we recorded previously to any one of my buddies, they would feel the same way. They'd be like, oh, that's like pretty negative. And that's it's exactly what I'm saying. A, it's definitely a generational thing. Absolutely. So instead of being like, oh, we're afraid of rejection, I don't think it's a rejection thing. I just think it's a sensitivity thing, if you want to call it that. But it's definitely just a generational thing. But it's sensitivity. It, it generation generation is the top layer the the top, okay. the the theme and being overly sensitive is it's running through everything this new generation does i remember i asked you also i remember this when we were when we were arguing about the the content i was like dude when you try out for a team is there a list and you go no there's just an A team, a B team, a C team, a C and team. a D, and an E team. Hell, if there's 500 kids, you could go all the way down the alphabet, right? So, yeah. so my point is, is that I've walked over to that list. I've seen my name on it. I've not seen my name on it most of the time when I tried out for things. Yeah. But when I didn't see my name on it, I went home and I practiced. I went home and I said, I am not doing this well. And no one was there to say, okay, you don't do this, this, and that well. That's a whole nother story. But your generation getting the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, whatever the hell you want to call it, Z team, you want to give them that. And what you're doing is creating this false sense of I'm good at something when you're like really not. sense of... Uh, a false sense of confidence. A false sense of confidence. Now, I am all for giving someone confidence, but I'm for building that confidence outside of the system to go and try again. If you hand a music demo or a video or a film and they get back to you and say, Abraham, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Not like, hey, this is okay. You know, good job. I'm not going to hire you. But if they don't give you that raw feedback, like I got most of my life, if not all of my life, you're not doing anyone a service. So getting back to the sense of Sensitivity and no one likes to tell someone they're wrong or, you know, everybody makes the team, everybody gets a trophy type of thing. This is what is at the root of this negativity because you guys aren't used to that. You guys aren't used to the 100% you're terrible rejection. I've been told I'm bad. I've been told I'm bad at a job. I've been told I'm bad at basketball, which I had a false sense of confidence. As I've discussed before, I've had a false sense of confidence when 
I played baseball and I made the team early on and there were people's name not on the list and they played in other leagues. Here, it's more of like we're afraid of hurting people's feelings. So in other words, translating it all the way back and bringing it all the way back, the fact that you guys could just download an app, make a beat, rap over it and put it up on your own channels and your own thing, there's no rejection. Yeah, there's a thumbs down button, but there's no... There's no upfront rejection. Exactly. But, but, but I think it's a little, the process is a lot different when it comes to becoming famous or something. You know what I mean? It's not going to be just like, oh, if I hand out a CD and somebody picks it up, then I'll be famous. Oh, no. Let's no. take a little break and talk to you about baking with liquor. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Jason Liquor's latest self-published book, Baking with Liquor. Go to jasonlicker.com or search for it on Amazon. Order it today. It makes a great holiday gift. And of course, the Liquor Lab was part of the publishing of the book. Again, jasonlicker.com, Baking with Liquor. He's available at Jason Liquor on all social platforms. Baking with Liquor, jasonlicker.com. Now back to the episode. No, I'm not talking about famous. I'm talking about, I'm using it as one example. I'm talking about making the baseball team. If you have four or five different teams, I made the school team. Yeah, I'm on the fourth team. And Yeah, we uh, don't have we don't have four teams, but I know what but, you mean. Okay. Yeah, I'm not specifically uh, going after the high school in <laughs> no, New we, Mexico. We, why, are you, why are you going against my high school team in New Mexico, man? It's my <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm just saying that, that. I'm sensitive about that. See that uh i think that there i know that the rejection that i got in my professional career and the failure i've had has only made me stronger and i feel the sensitivity and the negativity that is running rampant throughout you know these younger generations they're just not it, you i'm trying to get you out of that but you, i'm saying like there's so many people out there that have not experienced cold you're not good at this Go back and work harder. And that goes so far. For instance, uh, building a website and I know who I could go to and get that feedback from that says, you know, right, this is terrible. It doesn't work on mobile. It's not smooth. This doesn't transition well. You got to go to those people who are going to give you the raw feedback. And today we're creating echo chambers. This is a great, great topic, echo chambers. So you surround yourself. What do you, wait, what do you mean by echo chambers? Okay, I'm going to tell you. You surround yourself with people who have the same opinions, correct? So if you follow uh, yes, people... Yes, I think I do that. Okay. So you surround yourself. You follow people on Twitter with the same opinions. You follow this. You follow that. So when you see someone who you don't know, you follow this famous person, they are just echoing what you're saying. There's no diverse thought. And this is a problem with things today. Whether you're loving the Yankees, let's say. You love the Yankees. So you follow all these pro-Yankee people. Is anyone ever going to give you, hey, uh, you know what? Garrett Cole really sucked today. He's terrible. It was the worst signing in the history. Not that it is, but you're not going to get that diverse thought. So, And this is what's happening on social media. So you're following like-minded people and there's no pushback into your thoughts. There's no, hey, I don't think you're right here, but here's how I feel. What do you think of that? It's not like that. It's more that it's just how you feel being repeated over and over again. So this ties right back to rejection, pushback, and sensitivity. You're not used to hearing opposing views but I, I, think right? that, I think that recently you and me have definitely like stepped out of our eco chamber with each other echo like, echo echo, echo chamber. Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but tell like recently up until like recent like a month ago i didn't realize like how different our views were on like everything and i kind of love it because we've had a lot of like arguments but these arguments have kind of opened my eyes and especially when it comes to the vision of the company no of course and i i always tell you our diverseness in first of all our upbringings where we grew up how we grew up this is what makes our podcast and our conversations great and i always tell you let's have a conversation but not many people especially young people want to even partake or listen to an opposing opinion and there's some people my age that i see posting on facebook that say if you're not down with me you're not gonna be my friend anymore and i'm like what i'm like this is the very reason for our existence so we could have opposing opinions and and i feel that there's this lack of of I am going to put it all on the line because I don't care about failure. I'm going to learn from it. I've had so many interviews with multi-billion dollar, multinational, all over the globe companies. And to be honest with you, I've always come up short. I've always come up short. And this is not going on LinkedIn, applying like my head's cut off and I'm just like, whoa, here, here, apply here, apply here, apply here. No, yeah. this is going, and this is what I tell you, going deliberately to sites of companies I want to work for or companies I've seen posting on LinkedIn and going directly to their corporate sites and applying. And I have gotten really far in those interview processes. Oh my God. I got so many stories. My last one, 30 minutes before it, I was attacked by a dog. I remember that in <laughs> Colombia. Yeah. I was attacked by a dog, bitten twice, threw my phone at the dog to get him off me. And then I had an interview with a global Fortune 500 company for a really important role. And I was a little off. But then the person I'm interviewing with is a little off. It is, it, we aren't, as you say, Abraham, vibing. Vibing. Um, <laughs> you know? And what I did was there was a question and I followed up, but I learned from that rejection. I got that email and they said, we're not moving forward with you after I've been through like four interviews, gone through the gauntlet. And I've taken that rejection and I've leveraged it into, I got to create a different system. I am preparing, but I need to prepare different. I was a great candidate for the, that job. I'm not out of the league of that job. I, I should have gotten. I should have received that offer and I've taken that rejection and I've leveraged it into a new process and I've leveraged it into, I have to do something different. There wasn't like, Hey, we didn't pick you for this job, but we're going to put you in the mail room and you're going to be sorting letters in New York city, or you're going to be the official scheduler of all interviews because you weren't good enough for this position. No, it was a flat out. No, yeah. thank you. But no, thank you. I got one from Amazon. I went just before their notorious marathon of interviews before you get the offer. I was with the head, the head of whatever that I would be working for. And it just didn't vibe. It didn't vibe. I don't know if it was my intense culture. As everyone knows, I'm a New Yorker and it's just a get her done attitude. Like, let's do it. How are we going to do it? I'm going to do it. There's so many factors, but each and every rejection flat out. Thank you, but no, thank you. That has made me better and stronger and has put me into a position where I have other things going 
going that are going further right now because I took those rejections and those flat out thank you but no thank you. And I feel that in your generation, bringing it back again, is that you guys don't have enough experience with you're not good enough, you suck, good try. Because all it is is you put out the content and if it doesn't get some traction and go viral, you're just back to the drawing board because it's all in the analytics. It's They're like emotionless. Where if someone flat out tells you, Abraham, you don't have the skills to take this job. You are a poor communicator and we have not selected you. That's going to hurt a lot more than looking at your YouTube views and seeing they're at three. No. So I think that my generation has definitely dealt with that. Like I've dealt with that in my roles and my position. So maybe that's a little off, but going to your interview, I think that you should have put on a, a West Coast ambiance so you could have gotten it like me. But anyways, going back to the- Is that supposed to be funny? Because I don't think yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. but no, I think that my generation definitely has that kind of like negative feedback. Like if we look at the like the comments or something, we still get no's from people. We still get F's. We still get a lot of those things, but a lot of it is digital. So maybe it hits a little differently. It's not It's not a flat out, you get an email from the person who controls your fate and they say no. But And that's it. And the thing is with that specific company, it's over for that position. They would say, oh, there's other opportunities. And yes, you could apply for other opportunities. But it's a no, you're done. When you're on the other channels and you're trying to create a beat or content or a movie or something creative, you're just getting a no from the community at large. Someone's not coming up to you, looking you in the eyes, or you're reading an email from Joe, HR person or hiring manager, whoever they are, he, she, whoever, and they're saying, Abraham, thank you, but no thank you. It's something that our older people from my generation have experienced, and, and we could go to Jason, for example, he's done tastings where they say, no, okay, great. No, this isn't going to work for us. We love the food, but it's to this way or to that way. Or, you know, you try out for a team and your name isn't on the list. It's just this idea of competition that's not with this global math. It's so personal that you see the competition next to you. You feel the competition next to you. And in job interviews, it's not like that, but it's so personal with the interviewer and the hiring manager and the HR person. It's so personal that your generation is not really having that experience and that life lesson of, hey, you're not good enough. Okay, so let me ask you this. When a person in my generation applies for a job and goes to an interview and gets rejected, what's the difference? Right? Like, it's literally the same process. Like, it if I apply It is the at- same process. It is the same process, but it's about how you make yourself better after. And I'm saying that, yes, it's the same process, but I feel our or my generation is better prepared to learn from that rejection than you are. Case in point, than your generation, not you specifically, I'm trying to train you into taking a no and building it into a yes and then taking it to the next step. So I believe that it's the, the rejection isn't different. It's just how you build from it because your people who have these great ideas were told no 500 times before they got a yes and now they're billionaires and super successful. And I feel I like this- a great young, example of that, but I know you would be mad if I tell it right now. I know, I know, because you <laughs> want to uh, turn this into a commercialized podcast. No, yeah, right. it, there's, so many, there's so many things. There's so many things that you could look at and say, okay, you know, and there are these political, 
politically correct ones and there are these you know your friend who built something I'm just saying that the way we build off of rejection is, is a lot different and listen this is still something in development and it ties back to how you felt that me saying you have to hustle and getting back to one of the themes of our previous conversation is barriers to entry it's so easy for someone to create something today than it is for me to create that DVD for Jason back in the day or for me to create I remember I created a process video I had to have this was a Mac before I bought that extensive big setup but I had to spend on a software solution to create a what I call the process video no one could just have an iPad film it with their iPad or film it with their phone all of a sudden the videos on their iPad I had to upload everything to the hard drive from the camera to the hard drive then it had to upload to the to the software and then I had to edit it and then to crop it it wasn't how it is today where you're just you film it on your phone it's on your iPad and then you're ready to edit it or you can even edit it on your phone I'm not really I don't like to do all things on mobile but people today just do younger people are all on all on mobile and doing things on mobile so the barriers to entry the differentiating yourself by getting out there and having that hustle you don't have to have that never say die hustle as we did back in the day just to make anything that was remotely our you know and and remotely we were passionate about so the generation uh differences is definitely obvious um the hustle is definitely different and something that's cool about career consulting at liquor lab is how we or how i've learned to leverage failure into positive reactions and that's something that you're very a big proponent of just because of the multiple failures or rejections you've faced and you know how to like to work that and how to make it like for you absolutely i've been told no thousands and thousands of times no no no's are even worse i'd rather be told no from the from the jump than being told no uh like 10 interviews in yeah 10 interviews in i i I don't want to be told no after i met with three people i don't want to be told no after i feel that i had a good vibe those no's are difficult to deal with so being told no from the jump is okay being told no after your three interviews in and you looked up the process those are harder to deal with but through out as I'm trying to give you all the knowledge that I can and give all of our clients the knowledge is that you are going to build on these no's. You're going to learn something today from that no, and not the no that they don't even speak to you, but from that no where you see the finish line, you see that success, you see that destination that you've been trying to get to for months, years, 10 years. You see it, you could almost touch it, and then you're 10 steps back or 10 miles back. You could get there, and it's just leveraging and becoming better you can't do the same thing and not expect the same result i want i want to repeat that you can't do the same thing and not expect the same results so you have to constantly optimize and constantly refine the way you operate whether this is job searching the way you put out content how are you differentiating yourself why did that person's video go viral for your generation why did they get recognized for me it's plain and simple it's just keeping pushing and using some of those old school tactics of street hustling, being on the street, I don't mean like hustling on the street. I mean like street level grassroots hustle that that builds, I don't know, it, it put Apple in a garage, right? And then they became a billion dollar company with a billion dollars in cash on hand. They started in a damn garage. So there's a drive that, and getting back to echo chambers, opening up that chamber that you've created for yourself and hearing those opposing views, 
seeing what other people are doing, hearing those other opinions really create this optimal presentation of yourself and prepares you to differentiate yourself in this market where it's so saturated. So to now tie it all back is differentiating yourself in a saturated market using those old school hustling grassroots waiting in front of the, the radio station for DJs and also just putting yourself out there when you had to buy the software versus when you could just download an app. It's a constant mix. And this is what I tell you all the time, Abraham. You are going to have to mix it up. It's going to be a hybrid. I always use that word. Your cover letter hybrid. Your yeah. your resume, hybrid. Because you could see what other people have done because you've people have done what you're trying to do before. It's taking the new and the old, creating your own hybrid to the path you want to go. I want to wrap it up right there and just touch upon the differences in generation and the tools at our hands and our fingertips and at our disposal and the ease of use. But to Abraham's point, their barriers to entry are different from the past, but they're still better barriers to entry in that there's a market saturation. Also, to touch on one thing you said, Abraham, about what is different. And I believe it's the, the difference is uh, we know how to deal with the negativity. <laughs> we know how to deal with the yeah. negativity more than your generation. So what say you, my friend? I still disagree with that. I think it's still a lot different, but that's how we're going to find our hybrid. Be focused on what's different and how we can meet in the middle. Thank you for listening to episode four of the Liquor Lab podcast. Share, subscribe, rate this episode, comment, give us your feedback. Find us at theliquorlab.com, marketing, app development, homeschooling guidance, career consulting, your one-stop shop for everything creative, self-development, and now child development. We want to help you wherever we can. LiquorLab.com. Again, rate, subscribe, share, all platforms. Email us, DM us, LiquorLab.com. Thank you. And looking forward to episode five coming soon. Another one-on-one possibly.